and welcome back to The Haunting Hour. My name is Ryan Brown, your co-host here at The Haunting Hour, and joined as always alongside my brother Tyler. Ty, how are we doing tonight? What is up, my man? I am doing awesome on this uh, very cold, uh, un- uncharacteristically cold Monday in almost April. It is frigid here in New England. What is it, 29 degrees out right now? And that is not including the wind chill. I was hoping that winter was way behind us. We had like a stretch of 55, 60 degree days uh, last week Mm -hmm. and then a pretty good weekend. And then all of a sudden, Monday just punches you in the f***ing face with a 20 degree day with like negative 10 wind chill. As if Mondays weren't bad enough. But yeah, so we're we're hanging out here at the Haunting Hour Studios. Uh, Ty, what are we drinking tonight? What do you got there? This evening... Uh, because I had a very rough sleep last night, Ooh. I have a Tall Boy Night Shift. Um, it is a brewing company up in Massachusetts, and this one specifically is called the Fluffy Hazy IPA from uh, <laughs> Night Shift. It's a cool, cool can though, cool logo. If you're from Massachusetts or like Northern CT, I'm sure you would recognize it if you were in uh, like a liquor store. You had rough sleep last night. Was that because? Sex kind of thing? What's going on? <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, usually I sleep very well after sex. For some reason, I had it in my head that someone got into my house. Oh, really? I woke up at like 2.50, went to get water. That's scary. Yeah, I came back in my room and we have a giant light that shines out onto the driveway. And uh, I got into bed and I looked out the window and it was off. Maybe a minute after I heard, we have a very distinct door uh, at my place and I thought I heard the knob so i thought that maybe they were really smart and the first thing they did was take out the power uh not the power but the like that searchlight oh yeah because our front camera faces the driveway to get it dark and then i thought i heard the doorknob so i was up from 250 to about 350 when i finally fell back asleep um i fell asleep with a bowing knife in my bed and a flashlight so yes i am uh, a little bit tired today and this Night Shift Fluffy IPA is doing the job. I like it. That's also scary as hell. Very, um, what, Strangers-esque. But anyways, guys, um, turns out that Scream 6 is coming out next March. So it's going to be March 2023, um, and it's going to follow the same storyline as uh, the revamped version of it. Saw that today. Super, super excited about that flick. One more year until we see... Ghostface back on the big screen, and I could not be more excited. I'm actually stoked to rewatch the newest Scream that came out in January. January, yep. Yeah. And that's on, I think that's streaming on what, Peacock now or something? or um, Paramount Plus? Maybe, the, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Then Halloween Kills is streaming still on HBO, if anybody hasn't seen that yet or wants to rewatch it again, which I haven't rewatched it yet, even though we talked about it last episode. But that's on my to-do list probably this Thursday coming up. So you know what happened last night at the Oscars with Will Smith and um, I saw, and you know how, how many memes are going around? Like, oh, it's everywhere on Instagram now. <laughs> this um this one is so funny though. It's You you guys have seen it. It's just Will slapping Chris Rock in the face. And um, the, the writing on Will is um, 80s horror movies. And then the writing on Chris Rock is uh, 80s horror remakes. <laughs> so it was so, like, right when I saw that, I was like, that is the most applicable meme that we could we could ever use here at the Brown Brothers Haunting Hour. That was wild. When I woke up this morning, because I didn't, I didn't watch the Oscars last night, I was watching something else. Um, 
I think I was watching college ball or something. But when I woke up, I was like, is that real? I was like, what the fuck? And then I watched the video and I, that is the craziest I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. When I got in the car this morning, uh, it was like 4.50 and I turned on the news mm-hmm. and the first thing they said was like anarchy at the Oscars. And I was like, what the fuck did I miss? <laughs> but um, I watched the video this morning too on my break and it was gnarly. Will Smith finally hit his breaking point, if you want to say. Yeah. <laughs> He definitely did. Um, yeah, other than that, you got any spooky things you want to share with everybody? Or, Well, Ryan and I, uh, as he alluded to last episode, um, we're go- we are trying to get into that horror short film industry. Um, and we talked a lot about what we want to do for our first official, uh, like, uh, like three-minute flick. Three-minute, yeah, yeah, super short um, clip. But um, we're what we're gonna do, I think, is send out like a "Would you rather see this storyline or this storyline?" Because we're kind of torn between the two. So if you guys, um, I'm sure you'll see that the poll on Instagram before. But um, we appreciate if you guys could just go on there and click which one you think is cooler, so that we could adhere to that and do that actual storyline when we make our short film. Yep, and they're gonna be like we're thinking our first one might be a spooky ghost related kind of story um and just bringing you guys some different fun content other than just the podcast so we'll see how it goes it could be a train wreck or it could be the coolest thing we've ever done we don't really know so without any context is a ghost scarier in your opinion or is a scarecrow that elopes from its cornfield it's it's uh resting place is mm-hmm. that scarier i think both are scary in general, but there's something about a scarecrow that it's always scared me my entire life. Um, I think it's since I read The Scarecrow Walks at Midnight from R. Stein. Um, but yeah, I think the scarecrow one could be potentially very, very terrifying. But we will be working on those and hopefully we can get the first one out by end of May, maybe, um, around that date. And speaking of which, we are also in talks of having another live show. And turns out that that'll probably hopefully happen somewhere at the halfway point to Halloween. Um, and that's kind of what we wanted to broadcast it as, as like a fun Christmas in July type of thing where it's the halfway to the holiday and people can come out and listen to some good old fashioned ghost and or true crime stories. These are fun because they get you through the late summer months Mm -hmm. when horror is just like at an all time low. People don't even associate scary things with like July and August because they're too busy at the lake or with the 4th of July or with um like town fairs start up at the end of August and early September. But this is nice because it kind of gives you that little like satisfaction. Yeah, the little taste of Halloween, which you haven't had since Halloween and which you won't have for another six months. Right. I'm excited for it. Hopefully, uh, what are you thinking? Bare hands again? Yeah, if they would like to host us, I would love to do another show there. I thought it went shockingly well the first time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like everyone had a good time. We told some cool stories. We um made some money for a great charity. We drank some good beers, had some shots. Oh, good, no. good was, night. Yeah, it was a great time. <laughs> but speaking of ghost stories and or horror stories, we're jumping into a topic tonight that is terrifying in my opinion. And somebody gave us this idea through Instagram. But he was like, you guys got to check out this story, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, yeah, I could totally check it out. Then once I actually read the story, I was like, holy shit, this is scary. Like, scary, scary. And tonight, we are going to be talking all about The Bandage Man 
of Highway 101 in Cannon Beach, Oregon. This already sounds like the coolest topic of, I've never heard, bandage man. It's more or less, it's a mummy. That's what people say it looks like. That's what I assumed or associated it with. But bandage man sounds so much scarier than just like the mummy of Highway the mummy. Yeah. Um, the bandage man. So, yes, we're going to be traveling to the West Coast of the United States, and we're heading over to Oregon. Mm. California. (laughs) And specifically, Cannon Beach, Oregon, which is a city roughly an hour and a half outside of Portland. So this already sounds like where the fog was, um, like that, that film was filmed and originated. It was on the... More northern part of California. Antonio Bay. Anto- yeah, Antonio Bay. But fun fact, so Cannon Beach, that's the city, and then there are multiple beaches, like different state parks, like right on the coast. Turns out, in Cannon Beach, this is where The Goonies was filmed, Point Break, and Twilight. So this exact location where the bandage man is said to haunt is where those iconic films all got filmed. So Cannon Beach is a small coastal city in northwest Oregon. It is known for its long sandy shores and the standing tall cliffs that overlook the ocean. Anybody who's ever been to the Pacific Northwest, it's always foggy, always rainy, super, super creepy environment. So that's where I think some of the spookiness kind of intertwines with this story. Not only is this mummy, which is supposed to be terrifying, haunts this stretch of highway, but then you got to deal with rainy, foggy, creepy ambiance the whole time. Yeah, don't get this confused. I know when I said um, the Pacific Northwest, my mind immediately jumped to Zoe 101. So this is not where PCA was, the Pacific Coast Academy. That was like the southern part of California, which is sunny and happy and sandy beaches and all that. This is um, more like Forks, right? Correct. So... Cannon Beach, the city was founded in 1956, and at the 2019 census, they had roughly 1,500 people living in this area. So not a huge chunk of people, and it's more off the beaten path a little bit, where not huge amounts of tourism goes on here. Um, So it does remind me exactly of Forks and Twilight, where you didn't really have that many people, um, but you had this creepy-ass thing, aka the vampires, living there. The story of the Bandage Man is an urban legend that has been around since the 1960s. And people believe this was a way uh, to deter young lovers from parking in the overlooks along Highway 101. So you have those sections where you can just pull off, look, overlook the cliff. And if, you know, if you're a good looking guy and or girl, maybe you'll get lucky. I think they used to call those overlook places like uh, Lover's Leap. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. uh, You mean... Make out reef. You mean like this? <laughs> yeah, that was um, got my first Hummer at one of those. Wow, it was more of a, it was more of a hill than a cliff. <laughs> it was in uh, next to an industrial park. It was nice, nice area. Great gal. I'm sure she was. So the story goes that a young couple was parked in a truck somewhere near Cannon Beach at one of these overlooks. Oblivious to their surroundings, they were making out when the truck shifted, as though somebody had climbed up into the truck bed. They looked out the rearview window to find a disfigured man covered in bandages rocking the truck back and forth. He started pounding on the window and the top of the truck as the boy pulled the truck out of the overlook and started racing down Highway 101. The couple drove for a few miles with the bandage man still beating on the truck until he suddenly disappeared. 
Over the years, some drivers have reported a man covered in bandages jumping into their cars or jumping out in front of their cars. Sweethearts in parking lots or the overlooks report seeing the bandage man approaching their car out of the woods. And others say that they've seen him on the beach and walking down the side of either Highway 101 or a short road known to locals as Bandage Man Road, which connects Cannon Beach. So people believe that this apparition is the ghost of a logger who died after horrific injury sustained while working nearby. Pacific Northwest in the 1960s was rocking and rolling for the timber industry. And we all know that working with chainsaws, working with any types of those types of power tools when you're in the logging industry, ridiculously dangerous. So you got to think that maybe this logger ended up driving a chainsaw through his leg on accident, or maybe, um, I know, remember that episode of Dirty Jobs where it's that giant bandsaw where they put the wood through? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, it's like a stationary bandsaw, but it, the right. actual blade is like three feet long. Mm-hmm. It's fucking huge, yeah. Maybe he accidentally fell in front of that or something, and then the like a log pushed him into the bandsaw or something like that. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, to, to even give it some more credibility, how wet and um, slippery mm. and like moist everything is in that area of the world, like they get rain it's like every other day yeah, right. they get rain and then they get all that mist and all that stuff settles on equipment and on the logs and stuff. So I can one, I guarantee people have lost lives and limbs to equip like heavy equipment of um, that they're using to cut down trees. Or you could think that because I know it happened to one of our friend who's uh, in the tree business. If you have a log roll over on top of you, that amount of weight rolling on top of you can easily break bones or like this man, it could disfigure you probably very, very easily. Yeah, something's got to give when like a 1,000-pound uh, tree rolls over you, and I can promise you right now it's going to be your your leg. Your PCL's gone. Your kneecap's going through. It's going to be an open fracture, which um, and that sounds exactly like what this dude looks like. Yeah, or maybe it like rolled over the top of his face or something, and half his face got like caved in. So that's what people say. It's like when you look through the bandages, you can see skin and stuff, but his body's not perfectly like proportional to itself like some of his limbs are broken um this guy sounds fucking terrifying so it's believed that this accident happened and either the paramedics brought him to a local hospital where they bandaged him up or the other side of the story is maybe he wasn't a logger and maybe he was somebody who was hitchhiking or walking along highway 101 and got hit by a car or a big like truck that's hauling trees um and that caused him to yet again become disfigured and then taken to the hospital where they bandaged him up sounds a lot like one of my favorite 90s horror movies um i know what you did last summer where uh the college kids accidentally hit someone on ah this was actually in california northern coast oh was it really yeah um he they weren't disfigured they turned into that um the fisherman right like with the The, cool slicker and the the hook man yeah exactly um but same idea same premise right and I'm shocked that this never made it into an episode of Supernatural because this would be a dope thing for Sam and Dean to go hunt, I think. But it's also said when people are at these overlooks and they see the bandage man approaching their car, once he gets close enough or he's banging on the windows, you smell a horrible stench of rotting flesh. And in his wake, sometimes he will leave small pieces of bloody bandages or limbs from his body. Like he's like falling apart and he'll leave them there. He sounds like a leper. But this is one of the most common ghost stories that people experience when traveling along this stretch of Highway 101. If you guys have never 
had the pleasure of witnessing like one of your friends or uh, uh, some someone at like a party, a Halloween party that was dressed all in bandages like a mummy, it is it's not scary until you see it. Right. And then it's very for some reason it's very scary. Remember when Cam dressed up as yeah. a mummy? Yeah, one of uh, Ryan's good good buddies um dressed up as like the bandage man as a mummy. Right. Um and he used some really old tape and it looked like he was in the ground for 150 years. But when he like had his whole get up up and he was just walking around, even in like the bright lights of the room, it was it was disturbing. Now take somebody and put them into that the spooky ambiance of Oregon and the Pacific Northwest, but add those those features to him where they're probably covered in he's probably covered in blood and he's disfigured in some certain way, and you see that walking towards your car. <laughs> I'm I'm driving off Highway 101 and into the into the uh, Pacific Ocean. <laughs> yeah, you'll end up as Bandage Man number two in the uh, the ICU down the street. Jesus. No, it's scary when something like that is coming after you for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's just aesthetically like that is that's somebody coming towards my car right that's... first of all it's like that's an unknown like what the fuck is that and right. then you see what it is and that's you know scary number two but number three it's like something so disturbing that you don't want it to touch you like imagine him like using his weird bloody disfigured bandaged hand and just uh, putting it on your face or covering your mouth before you scream like breaks the car window and then grabs onto if you're in the passenger seat i would instantly puke it's like when i do shots of jaeger it just comes right back up i think it would be terrifying if you were imagine if you were driving down highway 101 alone in your car and you look in your rear view and he's sitting in the back seat of your car um but more or less that it, it wasn't gonna be a crazy long episode but that's the legend of the bandage man right there and why i think he haunts that stretch of highway 101 do you think it's probably? Do you think it was a logging accident that caused this apparition to be there? I want to believe that. So in my head, my my um, like mindset is he was like some guy who didn't have. This was the '90s, so medical insurance, all that stuff. It was there, but it was only for prominent people. The '60s. This, oh, I'm sorry, the '60s. I still my mind's still on. Uh, I know what you did last <laughs> summer, and uh, uh, Pamela Anderson was huge in the '90s. Yeah, yeah, big on her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Dolly Parton. Big old boobs. You gotta let her go, man. Ne- uh, when she looks <laughs> ugly, I will let her go. She That's... will never not look cute. All right, all right. But um, my thoughts on this is, he was like the lowest guy in a tree company. He messed up. You know, he made or it was maybe even an accident. Um, but he didn't have insurance, so he couldn't go to the hospital. Mm. So then he just bandaged himself up at home. But he died from his from his wounds. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he must be. Like, I'm trying to figure out why he would be attached to this Cannon Beach area. Maybe he lived there. Maybe that was, like, he always went to Cannon Beach after work or something, and that's where he found, like, his release and just enjoyed his life, I guess. Um, so maybe that's why he's haunting that stretch of the highway that goes by this this section of Oregon. Perhaps they were actually taking out trees for the highway to go towards Cannon Beach. Oh, yeah. We have no idea when that, that little stretch was made. Right, and then... Maybe he's just always been stuck there in a loop. And over and over and over again. Just a residual haunt. Although it sounds kind of like he's, if he's going into cars and after people, it sounds relatively intelligent. Right. Especially that first story when they felt him, like they looked in the rear view and he was rocking the truck back and forth. Yeah. That's like, uh, I want you to be scared. Yeah. That sounds like something Leatherface would do if you jumped in like the back of your truck. And that's horrifying to me. Right. It it reminds me a little bit of like the goat man, how he took on the form of something that he knew would terrify the people that 
mm. uh, murdered his wife and kid or whatever it was. And then maybe this guy, like, he chose to look the same as going into the afterlife, if you can choose. I don't know if you can. Um. <laughs> yeah, we we say it. Actually, we haven't said it in a long time, but it's like he's just feeding on people's negative um, auras and fear, which is exactly what the synopsis of Monsters Incorporated was. We say it every well, episode. I actually watched that yesterday. <laughs> Did you? Was it as good as... Uh... So good. <laughs> so good. Mike Wazowski. Got a 2319. But yeah, so I... I have no problem believing that this legend is true. Because this is something in Oregon, this is not a story you're making up off the top of your head. There's no chance in hell you're you're making up that a mummy's haunting a stretch of Highway 101. Yeah, the credibility, I think it's if there was if it was in any other part of the world or the uh United States, I might be a little bit more skeptical. Like if this was like Central Florida right. or something. Mm-hmm. Um might be a little bit less to be, or inclined to believe it, but I just want to believe in my heart that this is a real thing because it is such a cool urban legend. Would you ever drive down Highway 101? Absolutely. Late night, like midnight, like midnight to 1 a.m.? Absolutely. I feel like it would only be scary for me if like for some reason my car had a flat tire or it broke down and I had to pull to the side of the road or like... If I drank a ton of beers and I had to like take a leak or something. Right. If that happened and I had to get out of my car and go 12 feet into the woods. And then you heard like a twig snap yeah, or something. Yep. Or on, on the way back, you just see this dude dragging a leg, like dragging his leg, walking towards you. Some weird raspy voice. I would run so fast. I wouldn't even go. I'd leave the car. I would just, I'd huff it. Oh, man. Like Usain Bolt. All right. So on the Brown Brothers scare scale. You're you're driving down Highway 101, and he tries to jump into your car. Where are you putting that? Or he's he's coming out of the woods when you park at one of these overlooks, and he's just walking slowly towards your car. That is a seven four. Okay, for me, just gonna... because I'm in my car and I can shove it in reverse or drive right as fast as you can. So I'm with you on that. I was going to throw it up at like a seven, somewhere in the sevens. If I for some reason was taking like a night hike and like walking back to my car. And this dude crossed my path. That would probably push it to an 8.5, 8.8. On the um, like the eyewitness ones that you read, do they see his face or is it more bandaged up kind of exactly like a mummy? It's bandaged up all the way. And it said that when he like walks towards you, though, the bandages move and you can like see his eyes or at least one of his eyes. And it's completely all white. Oh, God. Like he's he's like rotted or something. So that's just says no cornea, no pupil. Right. That is just cataracts. Ugh, gross. Yeah, it's a solid 7.5 if I'm in my car, solid 8.5 if I'm outside of my car. But yeah, so that's the legend of the bandage man, guys, who haunts the stretch of Highway 101 in Cannon Beach, Oregon. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this one because I thought this is, it's like a short little fun legend that I never heard about until somebody slid into our DMs and told us about it. Yeah, so we're not bullshit you guys if you <laughs> if you message us about a topic that you think is interesting or scary we will do the research and we will talk about it if we think it's interesting and scary uh we have a, a good friend out on the west coast uh, our buddy jeff so we what we have to do is ask him because he's not far from that northern california oregon yep uh stretch of area yeah yep. so maybe he's heard of this uh this this urban legend jeff i miss you buddy we'll be reaching out and then other than that, speaking of Jeff, Ty, we got, what, one week until the Trinity of Terror Tour? 
It's oh. way longer than that. Two weeks? Uh, third week of April. Oh, really? Yeah. Three weeks. But it's, clo- it's close. It's close <laughs> enough. It's way less than a month. Oh, man. But we are getting excited for that. That is uh, Blackville Brides, Motionless and White, and Ice Nine Kills. You know how much me and Tyler love our horror metalcore here at uh, The Haunting Hour. So um, just just be, uh, be prepared on Instagram for us absolutely flooding your newsfeed with videos of this concert that you probably don't really care about. But it's coming. I can promise you it is coming. Um, and then other than that, guys, if you could do us a solid and give us a five-star rating and review on Apple podcasts, that would be amazing. And we would be eternally grateful for that as well as you can now rate us on Spotify. And if you go on our page, we actually have a bunch of five-star ratings on Spotify. So better than all those D bags on Apple who love to give us those, those very positive, um, reinforcing comments. This is exactly why I have a galaxy because people who use Apple products like Apple podcasts, podcast and iTunes yep. are douchebags <laughs> are just entitled douchebags who think they can do better than you on a podcast, which they can't keyboard warriors as they are called. Yeah. Um, douchebags. There you go. But yeah, guys, so we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and be on the lookout for some fun things heading your way. Um, like our short films are halfway to Halloween uh, live podcast showing and me and Tyler are also going to be purchasing some new merchandise soon so hopefully we can get some new t-shirts out to you guys with some some pretty cool designs on them yeah we're going to get your summer started with um, some string bikinis a couple banana hammocks <laughs> um, maybe a long sleeve for me there you go just, uh, <laughs> just so I can wear it at uh, Patty's Beach Club it's probably at, a good idea at Squamica Beach yeah um, no but we're going to we're going to put some thought into some merch, so look out for some more polls. Um, we might send out some different designs, and whichever one you guys think you would look best in, please click on it. And as always, we're the Brown Brothers, and we're coming to you from the grave.